0: Coming at you from the EBITDA Growth System Studios, looking out at the beautiful Rocky Mountains. My name's Dave Gafkovitz and I'm with Mike Watkins, and we want to welcome you to the Making Business Profitable podcast. Good day, Michael. Good day, Dave, man. How are you doing? Man, am I doing good? This is... Uh... The first time we're in our new podcast booth here at uh EBITDA
1: Growth Systems in uh, Golden, Colorado. We've got a couple new mics. What do you think? Um, uh, we have our on the air sign. Uh, we do illuminated in our on, in our in our conference room. So this yeah. this is pretty cool. Yeah, this is a momentous occasion for uh, us.
0: I, I like it, and we got uh, we're on video for the first time. A little bit of video, so. Uh, so you can, would you say you want to look like Ray Charles or something like that?
1: Yeah, I was going to do the Ray Charles thing, but, you know, that'd be disrespectful. Hey, no, no, thank you. No, thank you. I mean, yeah.
0: no, I don't want to be disrespectful to Ray. Yeah, I yeah,
1: don't want to be re- disrespectful.
0: He looks better than both of us anyway.
1: But one of the things that uh, we recently came from a conference and we got feedback. You yeah. know, you guys support us. We love your content. We love you guys. But we're not quite sure what you guys do.
0: <laughs> what do you do? Yeah. What is EBITDA Growth Systems? Yeah,
1: so we probably should spend a little bit of time talking about that because we certainly want to share our knowledge with our community, and uh, we're not online to to convince you to buy something from us, but um, in the likely event that you need what we sell, we should probably tell you what it is that we sell. That's
0: right. That's right. I mean, it's uh, it goes back to you and me and, and the day where it's like, what do we... What do we rebrand this company to? Right?
1: Yeah, we started out as Scaling the Exit for for baby boomer business owners that were looking to, to exit. 80% of them wanted to exit their company and use the money to fund their retirement, but less than 20% of those companies were actually going to be saleable. So we wrote this book, Scaling the Exit, to address that issue. And then uh, you and I came together and you said, what do we really do? And I said, you know, we increase profits. And you're like EBITDA, and I said yes. So why don't we call ourselves EBITDA Growth Systems? And I thought man, That's that a great was a idea.
0: great name, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, so whoever came up with that, let me tell you. Well, tell these
1: folks what EBITDA means, Dave. EBITDA,
0: EBITDA means EBITDA. It's uh, earnings before interest, taxes, depreciation, amortization.
1: Yeah, it's an accounting term.
0: That's right. That's right. So you take your net profit, what's at the bottom, and you add back, you know, your taxes, depreciation, amortization. You know, your interest, right? And yep. then you add that, and it gives you EBITDA. Now, why, why why is EBITDA
1: important? Well, because interest, taxes, depreciation, and amortization really um, are decisions that the business owner made to finance um, the assets on the balance sheet. That's right. And uh, so you, what you want to do is you want to normalize. If you're looking across three businesses, you want to normalize all three businesses for their Strategy or methodology for a purchasing assets. So you just eliminate that by using EBITDA. You add all of those costs back, and you get a real feel between companies as to who's doing well and who's not doing well.
0: Yeah, and depending on what market you're on, you're in or working in, they take your EBITDA and they multiply it times a number. So uh, an HVAC company I owned, um, if a really good multiple is a five or six multiple. Of EBITDA. Of EBITDA. So you get, if you're doing really good, they take your EBITDA number and they multiply it times five and say, okay, your business is worth this. And and, and now you know what your business is worth. So you aren't going to the grocery store saying, I'm going to pick up milk for $250 because you know what it's worth. Right? Sure, sure. And I'm not selling milk for 250 bucks because I know what it's worth. And, like, if you're a machine shop in aerospace and you're sizable, you can get six, seven, eight times. You know, if you're in medical device and specialty robotics, you can get up to 15, 16 times, Right. So, I mean, it just depends. EBITDA is such an important number because that mixed with market and volume gives you, gives you a your multiplier evaluation. and yeah. gives you your valuation, right? So, sure. So that's, that's why we named ourselves that. And if you're in accounting, it all makes sense to you. But if you're not in accounting, if you're into making parts, uh, there you go. Now you know what EBITDA Growth Systems is all about. And you'll notice in our little banner behind Mike, it says the profitability experts, right? because EBITDA is all about profit, and that's what we're all about too, right?
1: Yeah, EBITDA really for most companies is a shorthand for profit, and so when we, our brand promises that we're gonna double your valuation in three years or give you your money back, we're saying we're ostensibly gonna double your profits, but um, valuation is more than just profits because, mm-hmm. uh, because as Dave mentioned, if you have a very profitable company and our brand promises we're going to double your valuation, we're probably going to do it by taking you to an industry that has a higher multiple. We could. We could. Right? Most that, definitely. Um, or there may be opportunities to further increase your profits. Um, could be
0: could be a lot of things. Could be efficiencies yeah. in your operation. It could be sure, the sure. market you're in. It could be just volume, right? Yeah. Just, hey, let's just find more revenue. sales and marketing effort, right? So that's what is our promise. You just said it. It's we guarantee to double the value of your company in three years. That's our guarantee. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know. I hate swimming in a lane of consultants because we're very, we're experts in a very thin lane that we specialize in, right? So consultants is a very broad, very diffuse term and oftentimes a negative term. But in consulting, I don't know anybody else that has that kind of guarantee. So we stand head and shoulders above most because we guarantee what we do.
1: Yeah, yeah. And so... Uh, you know what is it? What is our offering then, Dave?
0: Well, it, it's the one that comes with our brand promise: is coaching. Mm-hmm. We coach, and it's it's the heart of our organization. We do a lot of things, right? But the heart of our organization
1: is coaching. Now, why don't you paint a picture of what coaching looks like? Well, when we um, when we set out to double the valuation of your company, we take five plans. We take a sales plan, a marketing plan, an operations plan, a financial plan, and a marketing, a management plan. And uh, we execute those five plans, typically over the course of 18 to 24 months, but it could be 36 months. Uh, but it's through the execution of those plans mm-hmm. that we actually double the valuation of your company. That's right. That's right. So how's coaching playing to that? And so from a coaching standpoint, uh, the first call of every month is a two hour call and we talk about sales, marketing and finance. And then towards the end of the month, there's another two hour call and we talk about operations and we talk about management and that is the rhythm. That's that's month in month out. uh, You're going to be talking to our coach and you're going to be working on your business as opposed to in your business.
0: So, and before you get going on that, you call us, you engage us in an agreement and we send one of us to and a coach to your site, and we do an onboarding. So we, we we wanna walk your floor, we wanna get to know you, wanna get to know your people, wanna get to know your operation. And that onboarding is when we take all that, we extract all that data out of you in that day, and we build those five plans, right? That's right, that's right. And and then the manager, you said the management, you go through operations and management, is that management succession, is that management- It's all of the like above. Like HR, sure, so it's a little sure. bit of everything, it's right? It's a little
1: bit of everything, it depends on what the client needs. Right. Um, Succession planning, if that uh, is what uh, becomes apparent in our management work with you, mm-hmm. we do the management plan, and you have an owner who says, I want to exit the business, and, but I want to you know, maximize my valuation. But the owner doesn't have a succession plan. In other words, when the owner leaves the building, um, the business <laughs> goes away. Yeah, there's no uh,
0: decisions are made once the owner leaves. I mean, right. you keep pushing a button, but as soon as there's something wrong, it all stops.
1: Yes. And so in that scenario, the, uh, the valuation is very low. The multiple would be right. one time, 1.5 times. Yep. And so succession planning becomes a really important issue for those clients. Right. And, uh, and so we do set up a succession plan and, uh, you end up with a succession agreement that, that will be, uh, come part of your will and come part of your operating agreement as, mm-hmm. as an LLC. And, uh, and then we, we're water dripping on your forehead on the execution of that succession plan because small business owners understand that they need to do some succession planning, but for whatever reason, they're hesitant to do it.
0: Yep, yep. And I like how you always go to torture tactics. Yeah, yeah, stuff. yeah. So, it's, it's very so, effective. But we're gonna we're going to meet our brand promise no matter what we have to do. That's for sure. Absolutely. So Absolutely. you have uh, we also offer fractional CFO, right? Yeah. So yep. you have a finance call. Uh, why, if I have a finance call and and I'm a C- fractional CFO subscriber, what does that mean? What am I getting for a fractional CFO?
1: Well, you know, again, a lot of small to medium-sized businesses, perhaps they have a bookkeeper. Mm-hmm. But uh, if we took a, a major corporation, they're going to have a number of C-level executives. Mm-hmm. And one of them will be a chief financial officer. Well, a small to medium-sized company also needs a chief financial officer they just don't need one full time,
0: yeah, when uh, the last business I worked at the cfo was uh you know two hundred and fifty three hundred thousand dollar a year research absolutely absolutely, so, and if I have eight guys, i don't get paid two hundred and fifty three hundred thousand, so there's no way I can afford that, so the fractional c f o buying one by the hour every month is super affordable, yeah, basically
1: one tenth one twentieth uh of 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 a full-time CFO mm-hmm. and um, of course our CFO resources are so capable that they're gonna be way more efficient than uh, perhaps even someone who's an employee of our client companies. right
0: right and they're looking at the picture from the outside looking into you know they have all the inside data coming up but they're looking at it from our perspective which is machine shops manufacturing and the trades right so they are looking at it understanding trends so it's really good information so yeah. So what's the difference, the coaching finance call? Let's just ask this question. We have the coaching finance call, the standard, hey, I have coaching, I have finance in there. What's the difference between that report? Because you get reporting in that, too, and a fractional CFO reporting. How would you, how would you describe the difference?
1: Well, the, the biggest difference is if you're a coaching client for your finance call, we're going to expect for you to get us your financial data, and uh, we're going to expect for you to uh, help produce the metrics that we're going to be um, – coaching you on Uh, for a fractional CFO client uh, we do a lot of that heavy lifting Mm -hmm. and so um, we find that small medium-sized companies don't do bank reconciliations they don't do uh, credit card reconciliations they don't do uh, uh, ratios ratios. they don't do audits of their payroll I mean there's just a lot of best practices Mm -hmm. from a CFO standpoint that small and medium-sized businesses don't do
0: yeah, one big thing is DSOs and DPOs.
1: Yeah, that which I mean, is days sales outstanding, uh-huh. days payable outstanding. So, so a lot of people, you know, they'll have money in the bank, so they'll get a bill and they'll pay it as soon as it
0: hits, but they wait forty five days to get paid from the customer, so they don't time their cash. Yeah, so they yeah. wind up setting yourself in a potential cash starvation mode, right? So it's dangerous. So a lot of those tools really help you look at your business. And yeah, drive it right,
1: and that's what a that's what a, a chief financial officer will do right. for you, right? right. And right. so you're getting a portion of a resource who's going to implement some financial best practices and some financial discipline in your organization. And it usually manifests itself yeah. in, in more cash.
0: Yep. Right, so Absolutely. And then uh, we also do some succession planning. So, and I, I love this. I mean, there's sometimes a great example is a mother and father uh, have a shop and they've had a shop for 40 years and, there's a son or a daughter coming up in the shop and the son or daughter wants to buy out the parents and they're like, okay, how do we do this? How do we pass it along? How How is everything tied up? Maybe the mom and dad aren't together anymore. Maybe you have separate marriages and, and you have to set all this up just right. So what will happen is typically you and I do the succession planning, right? Yep, Yeah. So we'll go to the client and we'll walk through. It's a very emotional road. And we'll walk through that road With the client, and what what do we get out of that? So we get it's usually between a day or two days, and we pull extract a whole bunch of data, and then what do we do with that data?
1: Again, it's 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 as as we said before, from a succession planning standpoint, you you end up with an agreement that's really um, a a plan, Mm -hmm. but it's something stronger than a plan because the principals have to sign this thing. That's right, and it it becomes part of the operating agreement, or becomes part of a will. Um, so it, it ends up being a pretty official document um so why would you go to us for that versus going to an attorney well you ultimately you know your attorney's going to have to sign off on it but right. uh, if your if your attorney does it for you it's going to cost you two, i don't know 2 3x yeah a lot of money um, when we do it uh we have a repeatable process we've talked to a lot of uh Machine shops. We've mm-hmm. taken a lot of machine shops through succession planning. Mm-hmm. We have an idea of what the valuation is because that's where everything starts from a succession planning succession planning standpoint. So we're just a we're just a lot more efficient, and uh, we get them to a, a point where the the client has an agreement and they can take it to their legal counsel.
0: Absolutely. And you have a little a little bit of background in in legalese, don't you?
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, I I'm a member of the Pennsylvania bar, but you know. He who has himself or an attorney has a full <laughs> for a client. So I'm not going to be your attorney, but I'm going to do what your attorney would do. That's right. And then we take that work product and you and you give it to your attorney, and it it's a lot cheaper for him yep. to just read it and sign it as opposed to having to do the work.
0: Yeah, but it's not like Josh Schmuckatelli, toolmaker, handwriting a uh, uh, secession plan for you either. Right, so, right, right, right. So it gives it a little bit a little bit of teeth. And we also we have a huge, and you'll see behind you. Um, we have a huge uh, training offering that we offer that uh, you know it kind of just happens you know we'll be talking to uh, Brian at one of one of the shops we work with and he'll be talking about Joe and Sally and Joe and Sally show a whole bunch of promise but they don't know a whole bunch about managing so we have a delegation course we have a conflict course we have you know time management courses to where we can teach them as they become managers and invest in them. So we offer these one-offs to a lot of our clients. Not only that, but we have events here and there, that training events, and and you can speak more about that.
1: Well, you know, this is another area where small and medium-sized businesses just don't make the investment. Um, right. I, I'm sure our listeners have heard us say that 14% of people are going to be pretty good at managing people. That means 86% of people are not. And so the chances are pretty high that your frontline managers, your, your, your leads, your supervisors uh, don't know what they're doing and they're going to be running your employees away and they're going to be less efficient and so on and so forth. And there's just just basic blocking and tackling skills that, that our curriculum rec- represents and we teach, you know, these frontline managers, the basic blocking mm-hmm. and tackling skills that they need to be successful at managing others.
0: Yep. It's all about uh, having tools for organizational development, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, and then uh, last but not least, we have a matchmaking service. We're not brokers. We don't want to pretend to be brokers, mm-hmm. but we have a matchmaking service. So we have clients all across the country, um, small to medium-sized business owners that have companies that they are they follow the scaling to exit uh, mentality,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: they're following our coaching, and they've doubled their valuation, and, you know, hey, I want to play golf. I want to go out on a boat. You know, I have a couple hobbies I really want to pursue in life, and I want to sell. And then. A lot of, whether it's private equity, venture capitalists, private private ownership, they know what we're doing with companies and how we're making companies strong companies. So they knock on our door and say, are any of your clients for sale? Because we love what you're doing. That happens all the time.
1: Yeah, we, we, we kind of chanced upon this. I mean, we didn't set out to be a matchmaker, uh, but uh, tremendous value in that service. Uh, you know, a broker is going to, Want five, six, seven percent, uh, uh, uh for Ew. for brok- for brokering a deal, eight percent. Yeah, and we, you know we're we're going to be a third of that, mm-hmm. or a less, a little less than a third of that. So, um, you know it uh, it's it's rewarding because these are people we've walked alongside of for two or three years, mm-hmm. and uh, and now they're ready, and then they entrust us to find someone who's gonna who's gonna do the deal for them
0: so we do is we look at chemistry of the company because we we know our clients intimately we know them very well and we have phenomenal relationships that we're eternally grateful for right yeah and then we also have great relationships with people that want to grow what they're doing and they want to scale it by acquisition so we had knowing that chemistry on both sides we can say hey you know Mike and Dave have great chemistry. Um, They should talk and see if something happens. And either we help out with the diligence through that situation, make sure, because I mean, there's more, you'll come upon more questions than you've ever seen in your life about your company, things you may not even think about. Sure, sure. But you you might need help navigating through that, and we help them navigate through those processes. We don't ink the deal, we don't write up the agreements, but we help you extract the information that the buyer may need to get there. And we also help you understand this is about this may be about what you should ask for. Hey, that might be, you might be a little low, it might be a little high, but your basic evaluation of your business is this. Yeah, so, and
1: present, helping you present your company in the best light, for that's sure. That's
0: right, that's right, and understand that. So, that's that's what we do, and we have this mission, this mission that gets me out of bed in the morning, and the mission is to impact lives through improving business performance, and, uh, and I just love what we do. Yeah, I mean, it's the yeah. best job I've ever had by far,
1: but... That's how we do it, right? Yeah, that's that's us. Now you know, I, I want the listeners to understand that I do have a part time job now that Azelle is in Vegas, I'm one of her backup singers. Did you know that, Dave? Really? I uh-huh. you know, I yeah. I,
0: I have a recording um of we were in Indianapolis and we were in yeah. the <laughs> Hey man, I, man I, 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 I
1: I had not drank the honey and the lemon yet. My voice was you know, my voice was struggling. I but. turned
0: around I thought the Whitney Houston <laughs> was in the room. <laughs> <laughs> That's what, Whitney, Whitney, are you there? <laughs> Carrie, you know who I'm talking yeah, about. I love it. I love it. <laughs> uh, so that's EBITDA Growth Systems. That's who we are. That's what we do, and that's why we do it. Right on, Dave. Right on, Mike. We at EBITDA Growth Systems do what we do to impact lives through improving business performance. To get access to our content or engage us in any way, you can reach our contact page or any of our information on our website at www.debitagrowthsystems.com.